0: Silence in the casa. Uh, Oklahoma, where the winds come. Sweeping down the plains, whispers, blow away your kingdom. Noise from the sooner state, feel
1: it in your eardrum. Wave past the beginning, and we are nowhere near done. <laughs> My goodness, I'm nice with it. You can snap back, hold your hat, this how wine fitting. Getting filled up off your hate, as if I need it. While your tanks are needing lighter, people say, I did it. you didn't know? When I hit the road, dog cities hit me spitting
0: flows. Hey. Meanwhile, on tracks, I'm really not your typical
1: hey. spiritual, lyrical, miracle. The imbecile on, going harder than a tombstone. Here wow. lies in a method that
0: never saw his doom, though. Uh. Joints get man only fire, but IQ yo. Hey. Rocking like a Lucifer track. But what do you Come know? Forward and I can't go back. Lessons
1: that I went through some- Welcome all. This is the Outsiders Green Country Soccer Podcast. My name is Mario. Today we have um, a couple special guests, but my co-host, David, how are you doing tonight, David?
2: I'm good. Uh, How about our Sacramento Republic? USL's own Sacramento Republic.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about them shortly. (laughs) If you don't have a curfew like me and Todd does and Josh, actually, Josh was up all night watching it, probably. Um, (laughs) You would have watched it. But speaking of Josh, how are you doing, Josh?
3: i'm doing good
1: awesome awesome well like what we said um we got a couple special guests with us back by popular demand shadow wolf um todd's on how you doing todd
0: i'm good i'm good
1: awesome well also my fan favorite 83 united board member rex how you doing rex
4: i'm doing awesome i appreciate you having me on guys
1: no problem well we had to do a round table discussion after a couple players have exited and also we got some new players and we kind of wanna have a little group chat about it. Outsider style. Well, um, David, do you have anything to start on?
2: Yeah, so um so yeah, I've got a list of about 10 or so questions for you guys and feel free to answer how you feel. But uh first question number one is. First thoughts. Uh, Sam Dower's been on the job for about a month now. How do you think he's doing?
4: I'm hey, I'll go by what your uh, last title of your pod was and Sam We Trust. So I'm all I'm all in. I like the changes. I think he's doing a good job. I like his fan interaction. I like that he's getting out there and he's looking for some young talent. I like that he's willing to make some changes. So I completely support the job he's done. And, uh, you know, this last decision, which we'll get into, I'm sure it was a little perplexing, but as I said, in Sam, we trust. So uh, I'm gonna go with it.
1: Go ahead, Josh.
4: Hey, I was waiting for my
3: dad to go. Um, like Rex said, in, in Sam, we trust. I don't quite agree with what he just did, but all the other trades have been amazing. And he brought in two young talents. And I'm very excited to see. So um, if I had to give him a rating, I'd give him an eight out of 10 so far.
1: Go ahead, Todd.
0: Well, J.J. Williams is probably one of my favorites. I mean, I was really stunned. And I, I just wish we got somebody that scored by as much as J.J., but I guess I'm gonna have to stand by this trade. I mean, he's not coming back. So I just, I got to look up and see what Epps can do for us. And hopefully it's a good
1: trade. That's all I got to say. Okay, let
2: us, let, us know how you, let us know how you feel, Mariana. Yeah. No,
1: <laughs> no holding back. Um, you know, when I first heard about the news about the trade, um, I was a little bit upset. I was a little bit hurt because we didn't give JJ the chance that I think he deserves on this roster. But um, the question was not about JJ. It was more about how has Sam been doing? And man, he's been bringing the attendance numbers up. He's been doing a lot of sales, promotions, um, doing stuff for the community, also doing stuff online, um, communicating with fans, away fans, you know. I got to give him a nine out of 10, you know, even though we might criticize the last thing he did, actually the club did um, he's bringing players in, you know, he's bringing attention to the club and the team and the city. So nine out of 10 for
2: me. righty. So let's revisit uh, Sam's first, one of his first actions here in Tulsa, but we've had about a month now to reflect on it, but the Rivas CN McFarland trade, your guys' have thoughts on that, uh, Josh, how do you, how'd you feel about that? Or you got a month now to look at it. How do you feel about it?
3: I think that's been so. Out of our three trades, I think that's the best we've made. Because I love what I've seen out of him, and uh, I just I didn't like what I was seeing from Revis this year. Call me stupid, but I didn't really like what I was seeing out of him. And I, I really liked what I've seen out of McFarland. That's my thoughts.
2: Rex, how do you feel?
4: I'm, I'm with Josh. I'll give that trade an A. Uh, I, I loved Joaquin Rebus. He was one of my favorite players. I, you know, he's, uh, he was always just somebody fun to watch, but this last year, I don't think he had it. Even though he was called up twice to his national team, um, I still didn't see the spark that he had. And I wonder, maybe he just needed something. Maybe he needed something to refreshing. Maybe he needed a change of scenery. There was a couple times that just perplexed me where maybe a ball might go over his head. Maybe it was a bad pass, but he would just stick his arms up and kind of turn around and walk away. I just didn't see the fight that I saw from him in previous seasons. So I like McFarland for the previous trade.
2: Odd.
0: I thought it was a great trade. I know somebody on here hated it, but I think you know it's A, A-plus because McFarland seemed like he brings the midfield – you know, just he makes plays. And I definitely hopefully we got to look in the future. And I just I think it's it was a great trade, one hundred percent.
2: Let me ask you a question. Um you say a good move for the future, but McFarland was only he's technically just here on a loan for Miami FC. Do you think we sacrifice the future? Because he's not guaranteed to come back next season. He's actually guaranteed to go back to Miami.
0: Well, hopefully, hopefully we re-sign him. I mean, I, of course, can see the future, but I hope, I mean, we re-sign him or sign him or do something because I like that guy. But I better not like anybody because they may get traded. So (laughs) I'm not going to say nothing.
2: (laughs) Uh, Mariano. Your thoughts.
1: Oh man. Um, Rivas is a great guy and I'm not sure David, if you remember, I think it was last season. I said something about it's great that we picked him up, but he's going to be missing so many international games. And it happened again this year, something about when he came back, he wasn't his the same prowess. He was in the beginning of the season. He was kind of, one step behind i'm not sure what happened what was the scenario but i for me i gotta agree with the guys it's a plus for me um sean mcfarland has been doing really good the trade looks really good on paper um but hopefully and revis can do something in miami and hopefully not against us but you know he does something good for them and sean mcfarland has been showing us that my trade was working, so a plus.
2: All right. Question number three. It's in the same line as the second question, but the Sean Lewis Noah Powder trade. Your thoughts on it? Uh, start with you,
0: Todd. It seemed like Sean. He lost his job. I don't. I don't know if he was injured or what, but it seemed like he won his way. He wanted to leave. I mean, it just didn't seem the same guy. I don't know. I just. I think that's been a, a one of them since, because Austin's played well. I mean, it seemed like our defense has played well with Austin and goal, and I don't know the reason, but I'm definitely A-plus on that, that trade. That was a good trade. Josh, uh,
2: I think Lewis's total numbers was 28 goals going up, and I think around 10 games or so. How do you, what, What's your thoughts on that trade?
3: Uh, I think this is one of the trades. It's too soon to talk about, really, because I don't think we've seen too too much out of Noah Powder yet. But from what we have seen, he's been he's been doing well. And and Sean, uh, it hurts to say he was one of our worst players this year. Um, but I would give this trade maybe B plus. No,
0: how
3: do you feel?
1: uh josh i gotta disagree with you he wasn't our worst player but um no um the trade's doing good to be honest i can't even grade it on powder's uh, performance because what he played like one two games only and what sean played probably the same amount or maybe a couple more games than powder has really to be honest for me i can't grade it um, hopefully by the end of the season, I can give you an answer on that one.
2: Okay, uh, Rex, I'll let you uh, close this one out.
4: Yeah, so I agree. We haven't seen enough out of Noah Powder to know if it was an upgrade. <clears throat> I do think that uh, Sean for Austin was pretty much a close one for one. So if you've got two keepers that you feel either one of them can feel the starting position and maybe you can get something out of one of them. And obviously they were not going to be able to trade Austin for anything at this point. I think it was the right thing to do. As uh, Mario said, we'll see what happens with Noah powder. He hasn't had enough time to show us anything yet. Um, it does worry me a little bit by not having a second string keeper. That's ever really had any playing experience. Uh, so if Austin ever gets hurt, we're going to be in a world of hurt, but um Yeah, it's too early to tell on the trade overall, but I didn't mind seeing Sean go. I, you know, really heard that he uh, went from, you know, basically the defensive MVP uh, to the point he was at this year and how much of that was his back line and how much of that was, you know, he's getting a step slower. I don't know, but um, I don't really see like we downgraded by going with Austin.
2: Okay, guys, let's uh dig into the deep nitty-gritty here of what happened this week. But uh, the Williams for Epps trade, your your feelings on it,
0: your gut feelings on it, uh, Todd. Yeah, I said a few things on Twitter I probably shouldn't have, but I was really, really upset because, I mean, JJ, he was pretty much a fan favorite, man. The guy came up to us and just seemed happy being here. We don't know why, if he wanted to be traded, we didn't know. You know, it's Sam trading him just to do it. We don't know, but I mean, I just we replaced him with somebody who scores goals. I mean, who's going to be our leading scorer now? I mean, DeCosta. I mean, I mean, Dario's been coming off the bench. So who's going to be our leading scorer now? We lost it. Uh, That's Rex,
2: yep. <laughs> Rex, how do you feel?
4: Yeah, I was really shocked to see JJ get traded. Um, you know, I pulled up some of his stats. He doesn't have the best uh, shot to goal ratio. He's, uh, you know, fifty-five shots to nine goals, only sixteen percent. Rodrigo de Costa is the next best guy. You know, he's only taken thirty-two shots and scored only two less goals. So you're talking, you know, 23 less shots, but only two less goals. So maybe DaCosta needs to get more involved in it. Um, Epps, I don't, I don't understand that. One of the things Sam said is we're gonna get younger and faster. Well, Epps is two years or three years older than JJ. So maybe he's the faster part. I mean, we obviously added the two really young guys. That's the younger. So maybe this is the faster. When I watched some tape on Epps, you know, he reminded me a little bit of Dario. He's got speed. He likes to get in the open space. I think he's really good with the ball at his feet. The bigger thing that I noticed in the little bit of highlights I've watched of him, he does have a little bit better defense than what I think JJ had. So my thought is if you're going to, Trade this. There's got to be some things in the background. Maybe Epps is a better locker room guy, and they need somebody in there. Maybe, maybe Williams wanted out. Maybe it's something we'll never even know. I'm sure it will be. But if it's a maybe, it's a different style. People have brought up on Twitter. Maybe Sam already knows who his coach is, or should he be making these trades before he, his coach decides what style of play Epps is going to play in a, a more of a winger position. He could play on the left, but he's going to be, you know, that winger that's going to play wide and try to help make goals happen. Which I just don't see Williams was making goals happen. He had to have the ball come to him to make that. He was not going to be creating chances where I think Epps can help create chances and maybe getting, uh, DaCosta, Dario, and Epps, you know, up there making chances for each other. Maybe to get us a turnaround
1: ariano well um this one was a little bit it was i had to think about this one for a little bit um it sucks man um this kind of level of soccer it just so frustrating man you want to keep these players you know you want them to be three or four seasons with us and kind of have a connection and we thought we were having a good connection with them and then He got, with a snap of a finger, he got traded. Um, You know, with the new player Epps, I did see videos just like Rex did. Um, He is a faster player. Another thing that he does bring to the team is his experience. And a veteran player, he's played in Memphis. He's also played with the, I think it was New York Red Bulls under, or their B team. And I know he had a couple games with a couple MLS teams and stuff like that. But one thing that we're missing is the height. We are losing the height again. We don't have a player that is dominant as JJ was. And I'm hoping, you know, <laughs> it's funny to look at it, man. We were we are like midfield heavy when our biggest problem was defense. And we still haven't Seen that yet? But like Rex said earlier, and Sam, we trust, and we got to trust the process, and keep supporting the team. Josh. Well, you
4: hit a, you hit the nail on the head there, Mario. Sorry to interrupt, but no, you're it, It's defense that we're hurting. You know, when we look at goals scored, we're good enough to be fifth in the league. Yeah, you know, above Detroit, Birmingham, Miami, Indianapolis, all those teams, but they've had so many goals scored against us we're negative 10 on the goal differential. So you're talking – now you're down there in the bottom – with the bottom, you know, three teams down there. I mean, New York Red Bulls last in the league have only had two more goals scored on them than what we have. So that was perplexing um, on that that aspect. Sorry, Josh. No, no, uh,
2: before Josh jumps in, but to Rex's point, though, a lot of that negative 10 goal differentials came in three games, the El Paso game the Sacramento game, the Orange County game, which I know the El Paso game was a red card that, a phantom red card that just threw that game away for us. And there two games. Yeah, exactly. The other two games we broke down in. So mm-hmm. I, I've seen a massive change is probably since the, since Rickus took over our defense, we've tops. We've allowed two goals in the game.
0: So, and, and we forget too. Also, Brown, we'll forget about Brown. He he'll, he'll probably be the starter. He'll probably be up top now. Yeah. I mean, I know he's short still, but at least I mean, I guess we still got Brown. I mean, yeah. we forget about him.
3: Yep. All right, Josh, unload. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I've made my feelings known about this trade on Instagram, but that's a story for another day. Anyways. I think the biggest loss about this trade is JJ's height. Um, that's something we've never really had in Tulsa uh, prior to Ian. Um, he was hmm. fast for a tall guy. Yeah, and Uzo don't don't care about him. Uh, Typical, Herman. Like him. <laughs> Typical Herman.
1: Typical <laughs> Herman.
3: I just think uh, it's, it's a silly trade. But like you guys said, trust the Sam. Gotta give Epps a chance. I like what I've seen from his highlights, but I just losing a player the caliber of JJ is gonna hurt. I don't know. I saw people on Twitter try to compare him to Brian Brown. I think if you're trying to compare those two, JJ is the better player. I would have personally traded Brian first. I still like Brian Brown, but uh a lot of things I could say about this trade that I won't, but uh, just a bad trade until I'm proven otherwise. Sam's first bad move.
2: Okay. Well, this is the first one, first topic. I'm probably the only topic I'm going to insert myself into. But uh, so with the Rebus and Williams trade, we've traded away 12 goals scored, and the rest of the team combined has only had 15 goals scored this whole year. And I think we got like three goals coming in from that. Those three trades between uh powder and McFarland and and Marcus Epps. My question was, and I, I I will say this, Phoenix is a team that I do watch every game. I usually pop it on Sunday mornings and watch watch the game. I don't see a huge difference between Epps and Rebus. I mean, Epps has been I, he has not been a highlight this year for Phoenix. Phoenix is having a down year too. Uh, I mean, he was brought in to replace Solomon Asante and he has not even came close to that level of talent and play. So I just, if you said, all right, if I could, if you can have two of the players or, you know, one, one of the players, Revis Williams or Epps, I would say Williams. Now, I don't know if we, Williams is in the doghouse. He came in, off the bench for, like, 15 minutes in the last four or five games. But he still has more goals scored in those 15 minutes off the bench than Epps has all year. And he's got the same amount of assists that Epps has all year. Just like Josh, i seen on Twitter, like, uh, our good friend John Morsey, saying the creativity of Epps is going to make a difference here. he's going to be making that creative plays, but he's going to be serving it into Brian Brown. And Brian Brown has not had a good conversion rate this year on attempts or even shots on goal. Now, do I think Brian Brown could rebound to that form he had with Reno when he scored, I believe 18 goals in 2019 or 2018. Yeah, I think he can. So, and that's what we got to hang our hopes on that he is going to provide that great of service into Brian Brown or, or, even into Rodrigo as a as a false line coming in behind Brown to put goals in the back of the net. Now, we're, we're honestly hanging our hopes for the rest of the year on Brown scoring and Decosta scoring, and I'm just I just don't see Epps as a total increase over uh, what Rivas was doing for us, and I, I see kind of what uh Sam's doing here he's his three signings have all been guys that play on the wing and have speed and that's kind of what they did in uh Phoenix back in the day when they got real good but we're going to have to have our guys convert when uh Epps McFarlane and Powder all uh make these crosses into the box and and just put goals in the back of net. so um uh just like you guys, I was disappointed to see J.J. go. I think it would have been a lot better to see Epps serving balls into J.J. Williams and J.J. be able to get, get up and get heads on the ball and put it in the back of the net. So, um, Anybody else got any more thoughts on this trade?
0: So does Epps, does he start every game or does he come off the bench? Because I really don't know anything about this guy.
4: And he was – He's started 11 games. He's only started yeah. 11 games and only been subbed in for seven more. There's twice that he wasn't even named to the bench. Yeah. So, now Uh-oh. he's only played 90 minutes twice the whole season, too. So, I don't know what's the deal with that. Are they overloaded on the wings?
0: So, we all know how is... good shape he is, too. <laughs> I mean. Right. Well,
2: just, last yep. year, he had a he had a real good last year with San Antonio. I think he had, like, six goals, five assists. Mm-hmm. And they they were bringing in, him in, like I said, to be the Sante replacement, someone to make a difference. And it just really hasn't clicked down there for for uh, Marcus. Hmm.
4: So maybe you, uh, David, maybe you're onto to something. Maybe he's trying to convert the uh, style of play to Phoenix's. Maybe he already knows he's going to offer one of those guys a head job. Like David the- Stone, who's their assistant coach or the hit well I
0: heard rumor that maybe the head coach of Phoenix I don't know who told me that but I mean well, who knows um,
2: to, to your point Rex I, I was looking at maybe Juan Guerra from uh, Oakland he was a uh, chances assistant there for the longest time yeah. and he's having a pretty pretty good he made the playoffs last year with Oakland and they're having a
0: pretty good season this year out there too yeah I don't know Josh. He probably knows somebody who's going to be our coach next year. I will say you?
3: one thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I will say one thing about the Phoenix thing. Um, uh, Phoenix front office has said Rick is their guy, and they're not going to fire him. So you could get that out the window. Other than that, I've heard a few names, but nothing too big. No big names. People I haven't heard of. So I don't know where Sam's going.
2: Pep Guardiola.
4: Oh, yeah. I like that.
2: There's your little name.
4: All right. Not you guys want to have heard of him.
2: Yeah. Uh, to quote Mariana, who's she?
1: <laughs> Ugly girl's name.
2: <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, question number five. Why so many traits and not free agent signings? Um, Todd, what do you think?
0: I don't understand. I, I, we need depth, man. We need bench. We have what three, two, three academy guys on the bench. I mean, and plus the sub and it's horrible. I mean, seventy minutes and the guys already dead. And finally he subs, and it's just I. We need some free. There's needs some free agents out there. We need something instead of trades. I mean, because we need some depth real bad. I mean, do you guys agree? I mean, the guys are getting tired, and he's not subbing till late. That's
3: all I got. Well, I don't think death is a – go go
2: ahead, David. No, no, go ahead, Josh.
3: I don't think death really is a problem anymore because these – I don't think it's a problem anymore. I think the reason we're trading so much is because maybe Sam has tried going to free agency, and there's nothing that he likes. And I think it was – I don't know who said it. In our group chat, said that we're getting rid of dead weight minus the JJ trade. That's not getting rid of dead weight, but the Revas and Sean trade was all getting rid of dead weight. I, he's just trying to, I don't know, improve, but maybe there's not any free agents that catches his eye and trading is the only option.
1: Ariana, um, I might know that guy that said that, but, um, what I meant by that is, um, you know, salary cap and also some players that have just been stagnating, man, since they got in the team. Um, and not that, you know, Rivas was just like horrible or anything like that. It's just it was kind of not outperforming what we expected, I guess. Um, I, I really think, you know, we're past the midpoint of the season. Having some of these players, you know, I'm trading for them instead of doing full-on, you know, resigns and stuff like that. I think it's good for us for right now, you know. Let us get some of these players that want to prove something, you know. Some of them already played in some MLS teams and some of them want to prove a point that they still can play for a good team that can make the playoffs and these moves that we've been doing, you know, it's not horrible players that have been getting in. They're not proven all-stars, but there are players that want to point, prove a point and, you know, we can speculate all day long, but I think, you know, we have to just wait and see what happens guys.
4: Rex, how
2: do, you, how do you feel?
4: Yeah. I don't know how much of this has to do with salary. Of course the USL doesn't have a salary cap, so it's not that we can't spend the money, but maybe they're saving the money for some big signing or there's no telling. I can't. You know, I think if it was depth, then JJ Williams would have been playing more here recently. You know, he could have been relieving some of the guys in the front line. I mean, what what did he play against New Mexico? Like twelve minutes. Birmingham, twenty-something minutes. I mean, he hasn't been playing very much the last couple games. So I think if it was guys, you know, getting winded, I think that's less on our depth, and I think that's more on our conditioning. And I've brought that up in the past too. I don't. I don't. See, I see our guys getting pushed off the ball a lot. I don't think the strength and conditioning is where it should be, so I blame the guys being wended more on the strength and conditioning and less with the depth.
3: That
2: that if, leads to my next. If I, I can,
1: um, I'm sorry, David. If I no, can add didn't. a little bit something, um, Todd, you said that you know we have three or four guys playing bench from academy teams. Um, the only player that we had on the bench for the um, Birmingham Legion game was Membria, and then if you want to count Cur- uh, Kieran Winters, that's number two. But wow.
2: yeah, Dallas Odal. he's he's on a academy contract.
1: So yeah, but um, no, I just I've, I have a feeling you know we're getting all these trades in so we can have some players that want to prove themselves here in Tulsa, show the league that they can still do it. And what happens in a month or for two. We're above that playoff lines because of these trades. Um, that's why I keep saying, you know, just trust the system and just, there's a bigger plan in play, but we just can't see it from where we're at.
2: Well, th- this kind of segues to question number six, but uh, each one of you guys play as uh, your Sam door. Um, you can make one more move. I'm not saying give me a name, but for a position. A position player. You can make one more move this season. What position would you bring in? Uh Josh, go ahead.
3: Well, since we just traded JJ, I'd go out and get a uh, forward uh, proven goal scorer in the USL or MLS or any kind of league. Just a goal scorer that can back up uh, Brian Brown.
1: That's what I would
3: do.
2: Man,
1: we need a really good see, um, um, center back, um, defensive center back. Um, can you just imagine if we just had, you know, somebody playing in the middle, so Des- Despier doesn't have to worry about going from left to right. Somebody having uh, Ronald's back, so you won't have to run all over the place, you know. Um, you guys know where I'm getting at, but I think the center back would be
4: best.
2: Next, what position?
4: Hundred percent agree. Center back. If we're not going to move Bradley back to center back in like a four-back set with two centers, I want the. a I actually want somebody about Brian. I mean, a uh, uh, JJ Williams height and body size. So when we have teams come up with the JJ Williams playing striker, we have somebody that can body up against them and knock them out of there without grabbing around the shoulders and pulling them down. So I'm going out and finding me a physical center back who's got some speed and can uh, deliver the ball.
0: Teddy, what do you feel? Well, I'm the same way, man. We definitely need a big center, center back, guy who don't you know, get pushed off the ball and just wins 50-50 balls and just, you know, I mean, just fast. I mean, we need a fast... Defense. I mean, our defense is playing a little better, but we just need a a real tall 6'3, 6'4 guy that can, you know, push guys off the ball instead of falling down every chance they get. That's about it.
2: Well, I'm going to throw a position that I think we need to strengthen a lot. And I think our our back line, we've strengthened a lot by bringing in Powder and Corrales and maybe shifting Bradley back over to a center back role but I, I think we need goalkeeper depth. I mean, Rex brought it up earlier. Is um, We don't have Austin's the only keeper that we got that's got any type of experience. I mean, if he goes down and I don't know if you noticed this, but Austin's had more and more KT tape put on his body each game. <laughs> his, his whole arm, right arm was covered in it the last game. So I hope he's not got some sort of nagging injury. I mean, if he goes down, we got a uh, Dallas Odal and, you know, after the after the JJ trade, I was like, and I, we found out that we knew we was get Marcus Epps back. I was like, man, the only real player off that Phoenix team I would trade to JJ for was Ben Lunt, the goalkeeper. But uh, my my uh, position would be goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, All I right. uh, that's sick. I agree with you.
2: <clears throat> All right, Mariano, I got you a real real tough question here. Okay,
1: go Just, for it. Go for it. That's
2: right. Ready? Question number seven. Here's the hot button right here. Do we make the playoffs, Mariano?
1: All right, go, Josh.
3: <laughs> um, uh, no, no, we do not. I'm not even going to explain it. We just no. We traded away our playoff hopes, and we traded away JJ.
2: Rex, how do you feel?
4: I'm 90 percent no. If I mean, if they can. Somehow, get a point on Saturday against Pittsburgh and three against Miami. I'm back, I'm 50 50. Um, and then that stadium better have every 10,000 seats full for Indy 11, Hartford, and Loudon, because that's going to be a crazy playoff run. But if they lose to Pittsburgh and Miami, it goes to 0% chance. But still, even if they could somehow get four points out of the next two games, I still want to give them fifty percent chance.
0: Odd. Oh, how do you feel? <laughs> no, hundred <laughs> um, percent. No. Mariano,
1: I gotta back what Rex said. Um, if we don't get four points from the next two games, let's no no longer worry about the season. Let's just start getting butts in the seats. Let's do promotions. Let's. Let's have a friendly, you know. Let's let's make some more money so we can big, make a big splash on the for the next season. But if you had to ask me right now, I would have to say no. Um, there's, uh, I would even give it less of a chance. I say ninety five percent no. Um, but if we can get at least if we get six points the next two games, we're gonna make it. I mean, I I think the next teams are beatable after that. But, yeah, if we don't get at least four points or six, let's just start worrying about next season. I'm
2: going to be a little bit more optimistic than you guys. I'm going to say about 25% chance. I think, you know, it's all about, like, like Rick said, this, this next two games, Miami and Pittsburgh. Get some, get some sort of results there. Get some momentum going. Get some cohesion going with all the new guys. Our defense has played a lot better. Austin's made some great saves. We can get Brian Brown going, and uh, more importantly, I think get Dario going. Um, we can we can get some just get some results, make a push. Um, but the greater thing, and I know we're all saying, given real low uh, playoff chances, Sam's building his vision right now, and you guys said it earlier. And Sam, we trust. He's building his vision. He's bringing in players with a lot of speed, and they can cause some problems. So let's all try to be positive The the future's bright with sam i believe so
4: i'm going to be at in the seats no matter what win or loss i'm going to be cheering for the team i'm trying to be as optimistic as i can i was really optimistic and then when we go lose against atlanta united too and we tie loud and that's when i was like what in the world are we doing how are we how are we losing like this and then we go beat birmingham and people can say, "Well, it's because the red card." Well, they were up one to nothing. Yeah. So they, we know they can do it. Yeah. We know they can beat the, uh, you know, a better team. They just have to prove it over the next two games. Well, just
0: inconsistent.
2: Yeah, but the, you got to think about this too, guys. Todd, uh, we switched coaches. Um, team presidents left, and we brought a new team president in. It's just been a lot of uh, – I'm going to say a little bit of turnover this year, and maybe it's uh, churned the waters a little bit, but it seems like Sam's trying to set sail on, you know, uh, smoother waters right now. But uh, question number eight for you guys, and this one you're going to have to think about just a little bit, but uh, are there any players that you've seen we played against or that are currently playing in the USL that you would like to bring in next year? Josh?
3: Ooh, this one's an easy one. I want to bring in Jordan Farr out of San Antonio. That would be such a big pickup. I've been – he's been so good this year. Since the start of the season, like, man, I really want him. That would be the one player. Like you said, uh, we need a – he wouldn't be the backup. He'd be the starter. Then we have Austin as a quality backup. So that'd be the first move of the offseason I'd make try to get Jordan Farr if he does not resign to San Antonio.
0: What? Man, I got to think about this. Great, <laughs> guys. Next,
4: I think actually that's a really good pickup, Josh. I think he has done really well. I wouldn't mind seeing him in the goal. I actually really like Austin. My son's favorite goalkeeper is Austin. He would hate that if uh, he was no longer the starter. He was so happy when he became the starter. But I could see that happening and uh, it making a big difference. Now, when I say I see it happening, I see it in my dreams, but not like I don't actually see that, you know, that's a realistic. But, um, you know, to be sentimental, I'd say bring Marlon back. But uh, one of those two, I'd like just for the fun of it.
2: Mariano
1: and I this is just wishful thinking, but a couple of players that come up to mind, Enzo Martinez. I wish we can have him. He looks and he plays so amazing, man. He He creates plays. You know, he's not one of those kind of want to score kind of players. He'll do it if he has to, but he makes plays in the team. And that's something that I wish we kind of had a more of a playmaker, if not him. uh, And like I said, this is just wishful thinking. Nico Brett, he's a proven goal scorer. I wish we can have him too.
0: That's actually, I don't really care much about him because I always talk about crap, but yeah, the Brett guy. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, my favorite player is that dude from Memphis kiss a dude who likes flipping me off because I said God bless you I love him to be on my team you know but yeah, Brett I definitely like him because he scores every like every game he scores and I definitely would love to have him
4: what about um, a Tampa Bay player I think his last name is LaCava He's
2: Oh, a young you just, guy you just stole mine Rex
4: oh sorry go ahead
2: <laughs> no no good bring it good
4: well if you are talking about a goal scorer that guy scores goals yep. i mean his he scores he just scores goals he's young he's fast he fits what sam is asking for <laughs> so
0: how, how about that one i'm sorry i can't think of his name but he plays at louisville and he scores like three goals a game against us i swear he does What's his, his name?
2: Lancaster? Yeah. Lancaster. I
0: wouldn't mind having him on our team because he's, he wouldn't score goals on us if he played for us.
4: But he only scores goals if on you, us. So we just need him on our team so we can bury him on the bench. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: If you really want a goal scorer, I think we have to go out and get Haji Berry out of Colorado. won't I mean, happen. It won't happen, but he's so so good.
2: Like that's that's yeah. one player that can change your franchise. So, um, Rex took my, my one of my guys, um, Jake LaCava. The other was a Red Bulls two guy and Jeremy Raffinello. I really like him. And then I got one for Todd. Um, he's a Miami center back, um, Paco Craig. Just because he, his dad's the uh, bassist for Culture Club, I you know Todd loves his his music so.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to sing, whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, question number nine is um, Sam has done a lot to improve game day attendance and atmosphere and anything, and promotions, everything. But what's one thing you would like for us fans, especially as supporter group members, to uh, do to improve game day atmosphere? I'm going to start with you, Rex.
4: Well, show up before the game starts come to the uh come to the tailgates be loud cheer during the game join in on the chance that 83 united does and if you that's the biggest thing is when you look around you see just a few sections of people standing during the game uh i think people need to remember this is not baseball we're not there to be bored we're, i mean you've got to get involved in the game i think that's going to created i've heard players talk about it heard players talk about this is why i like to see certain stadiums because the fans go nuts because they're close to the field they're they're cheering the whole game and i can hear them chanting my name i think that's what we need we need to you know continue supporting these guys winning or losing we need to let them know that we appreciate the the work they're doing on the field and I think that would be the biggest thing to help on the game day experience is if they could just make it make it an experience. They gotta be part of the experience. You're not going to a concert to sit there and watch somebody. You gotta help along. You gotta be part of what the experience is.
2: Anna?
1: Um now could you repeat your question to me again? I'm sorry.
2: Um what what do you think that we as supporters group members and fans can do to improve game day atmosphere
1: oh man that's bring a friend that's that's the number one thing man you bring a friend they'll enjoy it they'll bring a friend you know as everybody here knows I've been here in the beginning um, since the beginning of Tulsa Roughnecks and every single chance I get I invite a friend you know I (laughs) I could tell you mostly all my Tulsa friends on my Facebook account has been to a Tulsa Roughnecks game slash FC Tulsa. Um, if we keep inviting more people, people that are not soccer fans, uh, people that just want to come and have a good time, you know, they'll get invested. They'll find the passion. They'll start being fans of the team. They'll invite more people. That's, that's, that's how you grow. That's how you grow community. It's how you grow a fan base, you know? I, that's my number one thing right there.
0: Odd.
2: What do you think?
0: And I agree with you guys, but like, you know, more promotions, it'll bring fans out. Like say, I know this would be good for Kevin, but like dollar beer night. I mean, stuff like that, dollar hot dogs or whatever, you know, give away free shirts or just something that fans will say, Oh, we get free stuff or it's a dollar beer night. You know, I mean, and of course, you know, like being loud. I mean, I I got a big mouth. I mean, you guys know. what? Yeah, I do. But, you know, everybody's got to have a big mouth just like me and we'll be loud. I mean, just, just I see some people behind me just sit down texting or talking to their kid or whatever. You know, just enjoy the game, stand up and just, you know, let's just praise the kids, the guys on the field.
4: That's all I gotta say. See, I didn't want to say it, but my whole point of being loud was to try to drown out Todd.
1: <laughs>
4: I'm sorry. That's I'm our sorry.
1: that's our mission <laughs> statement for 918 Brigade. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, Rex. <Ricks. laughs> I know, man. So, so
2: my thing is, you know, I I want to see more signage or whatnot. I remember the first few years there, is the Roughnecks stage, where that uh, that uh, right field wall was just had tipos hung out, hung up every game, and then you know they had the flags of each players where they're from right there, right there um, along the railing. Um, I like to see more stuff like that, you know, um, maybe some more individual banners put up for players, maybe get some nicknames from or something, you know, just something like Rick said earlier to, you know, make the players feel like they're involved with the fans. So, I mean, I, I, I absolutely hate where our supporter section is because they never get to come over and celebrate with us hardly anymore. They always run to the, the corners to celebrate and, you know, we're right behind the goal. So uh, I would love to see more celebrations with the fans, but you know, I think we got to kind of earn that too from them as players. Did Did Josh come back? All right, I'm gonna take that as a no. All right, question number ten, Mario. No, you ready?
0: Yes. Or he just poked in the my room. I don't know where he went.
2: It's Josh. He's 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 young. But um, who is your? What is your prediction for who's going to be the? USL championship champion this year Rex, Rex go ahead
4: oh man I, uh, I picked I'm on Louisville spot, the spot why don't you
2: I did yeah. right there
4: I picked Louisville at the beginning of the season and uh, I hate to change now I would probably I, I think Louisville will probably make it to the finals and Yeah, I'll stick with
2: Louisville. Mariana.
1: Go ahead,
4: Todd. Oh, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Mariana says Las Vegas. Todd, go no, ahead.
1: No. Go, Todd.
0: <laughs> Man, I, I think uh there's a team's gonna surprise everybody. It's the River Hounds. They're gonna win it all. <laughs> Tom will say. I do I do like I wonder where he got up.
3: that. I wonder who he got that from. Oh I wonder why he back. said that. I wonder why he said that.
0: I like the colors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But Josh came back, though. Huh? Yeah.
2: Uh, Josh, who's your prediction for USL champion this year? San Antonio. Uh, I'm the same with Josh. San Antonio. Mariano.
1: I'm going to tell you guys, I haven't changed in this one. I still say Colorado Springs. Um, I think they're going to win it all.
2: All right, you guys, this is my last question. This will be a, a non FC Tulsa question. But do you think the Tulsa Athletic will win the NPSL championship this year?
0: Todd. Oh, uh, I hope not. Yeah. Whoever Mariana. they play, good luck to that team.
1: Man, um, I've been off and on watching FC Motown, FC Motown um, being kind of referenced and all their players that they'll be having. They'll be having some professional ex-players on their team, and it's going to be a tough match. But I have a feeling they're going uh, – I'm going to say they're going to beat the Athletics, um, and it's going to be a close match, maybe one nothing.
2: Um, yeah, you know who played for the, the Athletic in the last – not the last game, but the game before was – DJ. FC Tulsa. Yep, DJ Dean, yep. But uh, Rex, uh, do you think the Athletic,
0: that athletic can – two to one, I changed my prediction, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> All
2: right. <laughs> Rex, do you think uh, Tulsa Athletic have the chance to win the MPSL championship?
4: Uh, the chance, yes. Will they win it? I don't know. I actually would pull for them to win it. Um, I hope they do, but um, I I think uh, Mario's right. Motown's going to be very tough to beat, and then uh, you know, then going up against the risers on the opposite side of the match, the other number one seed. I think one of those two will get them. But they should be proud of how far they made it.
2: Yes, yes. Josh, what do you what do you think?
3: I want them to win it because it'd be good for Tulsa, good for Tulsa soccer in general. But I don't think they will. I don't think they'll they'll still come just short. Maybe next year. There's always next year. Steeler fans say that a lot, right, Dad?
0: <laughs> wow. All
2: right. Well,
3: I, I think if they can get past Motown,
2: I think they'll they'll win it. I think um, I'm not too impressed by the Rises or the Cascade uh, Surge. No. I'm sorry, Crossfire Redmond. So, I think if they get past Motown, they can win it all. But uh got a bonus question for you guys. Um, last night was an epic, epic win for Sacramento Republic in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, would you – what would you say to your player if they attempted a PK like Malik Foster did last night? Josh.
3: Well, it depends on it. If he made it, I'm giving him all the praise in the world. But if he misses it, I'm, I'm, I'm releasing him from the team. or just never playing him again. Uh, Mariano? Uh,
1: so I didn't get to watch it live, but I watched the highlights of it. And I was like, no, he didn't. Oh, wait, he's going to hit the crossbar. Oh. oh, wait, went in. Oh, my God. <laughs> what set of cojones that guy has? That is, I don't think i would be able to do something like that. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be lynched after the game if I would have missed, Um, man, that was, I mean, I don't know how many other players would do that other than a MLS player against USL player, but that was, that was amazing.
2: And did you see the celebration afterwards? He kind of mocked the sporting KC player because he did the car, the, cartwheel to backflip thing
1: you know right for uh, him when I watched that I was like man did he just do like the Sam um what's his name um doer um that used to play for Kansas City and then played for Orlando City I forget his name um but he did that same kind of move as well
2: Rex what were you what would you what would you say to your high school player if you would have pulled that uh PK
4: I would have uh Yanked him by the back of the jersey and put him on the bench. I mean, to be able to to be a USL team going against MLS, hey, Sporting Kansas City's only won like five games. This year. I don't know how they made it this far in the Open Cup. I don't. Even, I don't. Sporting KC is not who I've cheered for the last few years. They're freaking dumps. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. It does take the Cajonas to do that when you are one for one on it to do that little chip and I'm not the kind of guy I, you know, I played goalkeeper growing up and I hear people like, Oh, it's so disrespectful to the goalkeeper. Who cares if it's disrespectful to the goalkeeper, you score a goal, you score a goal, you hit the back of the net. I don't care how you hit it. You just hit it. But man, that would, a, my heart wouldn't have been able to take it. As soon as I saw him same thing, when he chipped it, I'm like, you gotta be kidding. Me. He's going to, he's going to lose this game because he's trying to be smart and he's going to hit that crossbar, and it's going to bounce right back into his chest. But he, he got it in there, and that's all that matters at the end. It would have it given me a heart attack, though.
2: Yeah, did, you, did you happen to see the uh, KC goalkeeper uh, John Polsky face after he nailed that? He had to just like that. He couldn't help but laugh at himself for, yeah. for that PK. It was, it was amazing. But uh, when they subbed Malik Foster in, he brought so much energy and spark to, to uh, the Republic last night. He was playing out of his mind. So I think that was the one guy on the field that could actually pull that off last night. But uh Todd, did you happen to
0: see Man, that PK? I, I honestly didn't get to see it. Didn't see a replay. So I, can you let me know what happened or, because I don't know what you guys are talking about. I
2: think that, I, the game went to PKs and I think it was tied up three to three. And the Sacramento Republic uh, player, he, He did this little chip and sent little stutter step in a chip and yeah. jeez. It was it was uh it was one of those shots that just kind of float in the air and you're like, oh shit, that was gonna go over the crossbar. So if I was a
0: fan, I probably would have probably yelled at TV, okay. I get it. (laughs) Wow. But I mean, I'm I'm happy for Sakamella. That was a great win for them guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mariano, that was my questions for the roundtable. Do you got anything?
1: Oh, yes. I have a couple of things. All right. um, all right. First of all, guys, um, sticking with the U.S. Open Cup match. So the next match uh, for the final, and I think they said September 7th. I might not be sure if that's accurate. Um, it's going to be in Orlando. Um, it's going to be Orlando City versus Sacramento Republic. Um, one, who do you guys think is going to win it? And who's actually going to be the bigger winner in this? It's going to be Sacramento, the USL, or um, Don Garber? So
2: Hello. Uh, I think, honestly, Don Garber is the loser, biggest loser in all this. Because, you know, Sacramento was supposed to be, by now, an MLS team. They had an investor pull out, and... MLS just pretty much said, nah, never mind. Never mind. We're going to go a, a different direction. Go find, probably put a team in Vegas. Who knows? But to see Sacramento still be in the USL championship team, beating now three MLS sides, they're the big winner. USL is a big winner on this, no matter who wins the final. And uh, Mario, Mario's favorite uh, big daddy, Don Garber, looks like a fool.
4: <laughs> go ahead rex i agree i think uh Sac republic is the big winner in this it, can they beat i think if orlando comes out and wants to win they will win this game if they don't if they just see this as a usl side that they're going to take care of they're uh they're going to get shocked and i think Sac republic will win this they'll be able to get by same way kansas city they did against kc um yeah, I think uh, USL is the winner. Sac Republic's the winner. They want to get into the MLS, MLS, and they're going to use this on their resume. Don Garber looks like an idiot. And uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think the MLS really cares if they're bringing in winning teams. They bring if they care if they're bringing in money. That's all they're caring about. So they want to see, can SAC Republic continue selling out games? Can they get sponsors? Can they build on this? And then can they bring a a very high, equitable product to the MLS? And that's what's going to make it. Not if they want the USL Cup or not. It's can they bring them some money? Can they make the other owners rich?
1: Go ahead, Todd.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Orlando's going to win at least 4 nothing, but definitely. I mean, USL, definitely winners. I mean, it's made all of us look good. I mean, Garber, like you guys said, he's he's an idiot, but hey, congrats to Sacramento. I mean, a lot of the UST, USL teams wish they were Sacramento now, so good luck to them.
1: Go ahead, Josh.
3: I think the USL as a league wins since Sacramento has made it this far. I think this kind of proves that the gap between USL and MLS is a lot closer than a lot of people think. think The competition and just the the intensity of the leagues are close. And maybe some people might even think the USL is better than the MLS. But uh, I think the winner of this game I'm going to go with
0: Sacramento one so. okay. Now You said earlier Orlando was going to win 10 nothing. So you changed now? Yeah. <laughs> I never said that. Yes, you yes. All right, <laughs> boys. All
4: right. Go to your Have corners. No proof. Go to your corners. All right. Um, hey, Mario, before you move on, can I ask a question? You can. I was going to add to the, my question, but go ahead. Well, I was going to add to that kind of same thing. FC Tulsa is in Sac Republic's spot right now. It's not the question if you're going to Orlando, but who you taking on your car ride with you for your road trip to Orlando to watch them beat Orlando city? Well, we know
2: who Mariano's taking. He's taking Angela. And I'm, I'll be taking my wife and my kids.
1: I'm taking, no, I'm taking them too. <laughs> Good. No,
2: yeah. They can ride with the kids can the, ride
0: with you. Oh no. This is what I'll do is I'll, What I'll do is I'll rent a a bus, a van, and all of us go together.
1: That sounds like a plan. Well, um, someone's
0: getting murdered on the way down there.
1: Well, I got to put a little bit of my two cents in here for the question that I asked. Um, I, you know, for the longest time I've been hearing this narrative of MLS not putting their best players in there. I'm not really giving this a chance. I even... I think i read something this morning that oh hopefully this can make mls players or mls teams invest more into the open cup i'm like what's the point of you being in this league you know being in this tournament then um i think the usl they can compete with any mls team you know yeah they have probably billions more invested into the club player facility training And like I said, you know, um, just more re like, you know, more, um, what's the word I'm trying to say, um, finances for this teams, but uh, sources, there you go. Um, but I just, I think USL, you know, is the big winner. Um, they put a team, they put multiple teams in this tournament and they did a lot of upsets. Sacramento is one of them, you know? They're not the best team in the Western conference, but they're beating MLS teams. What does that say about the, <coughs> the top teams in the Western conference in the USL? Imagine Colorado Springs doing a run like this or San Diego, but yeah, I'm excited to see it. All right. You guys ready for my second question? Yeah. Awesome. And it's going to be my last one too. well, We haven't talked about the matchup against Pittsburgh that much, but what's your guy's scoreline and no vamos Tulsa, David.
0: (laughs)
2: One, one draw.
1: One, one draw. Okay. Rex, I want to hear your answer. I'm going two, two draw. Two, two draw. Okay. What about you, Todd? Uh, Three, nothing Pittsburgh. Oh my God. Why did we add you? (laughs) <laughs> Josh, I want to hear yours. 3-1 Pittsburgh. Three-to-one Pittsburgh, just like daddy. Father, son. Right. I am gonna be the positive one here. And I'm gonna say uh, one-nothing, gritty, defensive. We're gonna have eight defenders behind the ball. We're gonna have Brown up top, and we're gonna have Dario with a mystery blast, and then do it Mourinho style. Just drop the bus in front of the goal and just forget about it. FC Tulsa wins. What
2: you're saying is we uh, put Odal in and have two goalkeepers back there? You just... go,
1: no, we're going to have – everybody's going to have gloves on. They're <laughs> going to be all the goalie. <laughs> you can, They're going to be playing like mimes and just having their hands up, their legs out, you know. Kind of like a Todd's house every Friday night, but that's a different oh, story. <laughs> yeah, a quick question though: What's the percentage of a red
0: card for this game? <laughs> no red cards. No I red. I think card. on this
2: on the seasons, it's been like twenty uh, percent every game. Twenty yeah, percent chance probably. every game, so
1: it's possible. Probably. But guys, y'all have anything else to say, or questions, or
4: comments? Um, I'm all good, man. This has been this has been. Fun. All I have to
3: say is I hope Shadow Wolf is happy.
4: Oh yes,
0: yeah, because <laughs> yeah, these guys lovely Latino on.
1: Oh, I, I think he's <laughs> been asking for his Todd for a little bit, but, well, guys, thank y'all for being on. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast, uh, the roundtable discussion, episode twenty six. We did have a uh, episode twenty six kind of recorded, but this one would probably be a lot better. And, um, I hope y'all enjoy it. Do me a favor, share it, like it, rate it, um, send us some more questions. I know, um, our good buddy, um, Harry sent us some, but we'll get it on the next one. Um, thank you guys for being on Rex. Thank you so much. Always a joy to have you on, um, Todd, you know, you too. And, um, (laughs) love you buddy i love you guys too man (laughs) josh and um david like always pleasure man having you guys on thank you so much for helping me us create this to be honest but um y'all know what to do vamos tulsa vamos tulsa vamos
0: tulsa about the block, you kick it on, or the pot you pissing. I'm from a of hell of poverty what cops are killing. The youth to lock in prison, gotta get from Rand living. I hold my own, and I don't even got a chrome. I caught the block mama oldest acting like he grown. Now peep the logic. Got a heap of problems, yeah. a mathematician. You see, I gotta keep it honest. Yeah. A past offensive. Oh. from my childhood, a force you to forfeit. Turn snitch across crossover, over, source work for corporate. The hardship is not marked for fake artists, barking. Oh. The seek astrologist, a start to your rocket ship. Oh. Soon as I change styles, the moment that y'all pocket it. And prophets eyes prophesize giant side dollar clips for blessings. There ain't no way contested for us outsiders charging twenty G's a session. Forward and I can't go back. That I went through, put some questions on my mental, forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I
1: left that in the rear view, forward and I can't go back. Lessons that I went through, put some questions on my mentor, forward and I can't go back. The stress that I've been through, I left that in the rear view. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh outside